Welcome. Hello. 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 And welcome to the Hallway Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Brennan. With me, as always, my co host, the man that you know has forgotten rain. You're a prick. Uh, stealing my thunder. Stealing my thunder. I, I uh, clicked onto like, our Twitch stream at the same time as I was saying that. And then I started hearing me saying the intro while I was saying it. And it fucked up my head. So I said that by accident. Oops. Said Oof. that by accident. Yeah. But anyway, I don't really care because I'm very happy. Uh, it's it's very rare that we're happy about wrestling. Um, but yeah, Kieran, what a weekend. Summarize I know. weekend one word go. I think it's it's almost impossible not to talk about Forget it. But just straight off the bat, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer leaked. And that's crazy. Okay, we'll go biggest story is the Spider-Man <laughs> Home trailer. Uh, but yeah, uh, how um I, I I don't know how to say I'm interested. Was it good, Kieran? Uh didn't watch it, don't really care. Uh, it's a leaked trailer. Apparently, it's really low quality. I don't know. I just I'm on Twitter right now, and I saw that trending, and I was like, "Oh, that happened." Um, yeah. Confirm some stuff. I don't know. I don't care. Who gives a shit? Biggest story. I want to watch that movie. Book here. Let's just address the giant ass elephant. Yes. Or just discuss the biggest story of the of of in wrestling. I would say it's it's very easy to say in a long, long time, and we're talking years, not months. For years, we've been talking about this man. People have. I feel sorry for all the wrestling YouTube channels who can't clickbait him for money anymore. Um, but yeah, um, Scottish Nerd said the trailer looks interesting. So at least we have some positive content yeah, Spider Man. Go. That's good. Um, but yeah, so they had a T. We, we had the T's. We had the United Center booked. We had the first dance in Chicago. Everyone was like, AW played this, played a blinder, by the way. They absolutely played like Jim Cornette saying the debut was more perfect than he could have ever booked. And you know it's good when Jim Cornette praises it. But Kieran, we thought we, everyone was doubting. Everyone had doubts. They were like, "No, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen." He doesn't want to come back. They kick off the show. They do the whole. The announcement is next. I was watching it live with a lot of friends. It was the most excited I've been. It was three o'clock in the morning our time, but I was still. I had coffee and Red Bull up to my gills. And a couple of beers and all of a sudden the crowd starts chanting cm punk and the lights start flicking you know as they went from red to white with the chant mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the static hits and cult of personality hits and we're thinking is mjf gonna come out everyone has doubts to the last second where cm punk walks out on the stage tears in his eyes and he's back in AEW. kieran before we talk about what he said in his promo thoughts feelings emotions because i was just so hyped this is the most this is the best thing I've watched live as a wrestling fan. Like you, you were losing your mind. You were like putting it on your real Instagram story and everything. Like you're, you're. Of course I was, man. This is, I mean, and, and to be honest, there's a lot of people that I know that don't watch wrestling. That for, I, I was told, like I was, as I told you, and a lot of people have the same thing. People knew about this. This was fucking huge. Yeah, no, it's it's massive. It's easy. It feels to me like the biggest thing they've done so far. Um, on top oh, yeah. of them perhaps maybe getting Daniel Bryan within the next few weeks is insane. It was a simple debut and it's beautiful. Yeah, you tease it, you sell out a 14,000 seat arena, they're still selling tickets. They were opening up more tickets in the arena. You had the Chicago mm. Bulls. CM Punk comes out, he jumps into the crowd. Um, I cannot wait for that first. It's clobbering time. I know he didn't do it because he wasn't wrestling, but that's going to be electric as well. Uh, he comes down and he's just full of emotion. And the first line he says, Kieran, 
is you all really you guys really know how to make a kid feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. And that yeah. was really cool. Putting over That's someone. Fun. That's we'll get on to why that was significant in comparison. We're not going to compare, but we're probably going to compare. Uh, but yeah, getting the punctures by far the big, biggest wrestling story in years. I completely agree. I just think this is if we're talking about like I'm just enjoying the wrestling, but in terms of it, the whole general story, is always AW ever going to beat WWE? Is AW ever going to beat uh Raw? To be honest, if they have this guy on every Wednesday and Friday and they get Daniel Bryan, they're not going to be far off. Um, but yeah, the, the punk promo in general, I'll just do, go through some kind of some highlights from it. Uh, he said the, the crowd chants CM Punk, and he said, That's what I heard for seven years. I missed you. We have a lot to cover. I don't have it all. I don't have the time right now, but I have Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays, or Saturdays. That's kind of his indirect way of saying he's fully signed. Mm. Um, and then. Uh, he said, uh, basically, the, the most important, the, for me, the most important paragraph, apart from the ice cream bars, uh, was uh, possibly for me the most important thing I'm going to say right now. And this is for everybody at home. This is for everybody who bought a ticket. This is for everybody in the back. If at all throughout my journey, any of my personal choices or decisions related to my life made you feel disappointed or let down, let me just say, let me just say, I understand. If you all try to understand that I was never going to get healthy physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally staying in the same place that got me sick in the first place. What were your thoughts when you heard that line? Because I think he didn't ever want to leave wrestling, but the politics and how he was treated and how he, how he was treated and how things went down just made him resent wrestling and resent what wrestling had become. And later on the promo, we'll understand uh, what he meant by, he further elaborates on it. But Kieran, what, what did you think when you heard that line? Well, it is, you know, we, we've seen his relationship with wrestling over the past seven years be like, I never want to talk about it again to being just a bit more warmed up to it to the point where he was even part of WWE backstage. Like a, a WWE product, even if he was technically te like contracted to Fox or whatever the fuck it was. And him just him slowly warming up about it and, you know, talking about wrestling and mentioning AEW and stuff just a bit more on social media. It's clear that whatever passion he did have died but it, it was still there underneath everything and slowly slowly it's kind of come to the forefront and there's now a company where he can you know make a lot of fucking money and do things that he really loves doing with some of the best people in the world and that's you know it's a hard offer to turn down and he's clearly it's it's been long enough now that aw's been on the air where he can look at the company and be like okay this isn't a fucking shambles most of the time so if I come here, it's it's going to be what they're advertising it to me as being, and it's it's going to be yeah. worth it for him. I'll tie these both in. Um, so the, I'll, I'll tie the promo in with the media scrum because you mentioned a very good point there about how we saw the company was uh, was um, was um, was handled. He looked at it and he was like, "That's the company I want to work for." Um, and I just want to find the quote that he said the moment that he realized. Um, because he basically Punk said the moment that he uh, that he realized. Um, there we go. Connor asked about keeping a secret. Um, and Punk, um, Punk said AEW appealed to him because Brody Lee was sick and nobody knew it never got out. He said, see, he said, seeing that they kept his illness a secret and never told the media press uh, impressed him. He said everywhere else it would be all over the internet and his wife would have to deal with all the hassle and that's what like struck out to him as kind of that's 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 where I want to be. Wow, that's so interesting. 
the man, the ripples, the effect that man Brody Lee has had, like since his passing, has yeah, been so insane. Like it, it's it really did impact fucking every corner of the wrestling world. Yeah, as Scott says here, uh, imagine telling yourself in 2018 that uh, those elite guys in the Bullet Club will make a wrestling promotion. Uh, he says he's done with WWE. That's that's a lot of there's a lot of, a lot of sentiment out there, and they would bring back CM fucking Punk. Yeah, like that's just it's crazy, and there's more to come. Like it's it's not even Bray Wyatt's reportedly on his way. Um, Daniel Bryan is all but signed apparently. Um, Adam Cole might have had his last match in WWE last night, and they're already teasing that. It's just an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Back to the promo. Can I tell you guys a story? Punk says he removes a sweatshirt revealing the CM Punk shirt, and I'm gonna buy that. You love it. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I also might. It feels like the one shirt. It looks nice as well. It's like the one shirt I wouldn't be embarrassed to wear outside. That's wrestling. Theme, yeah, I, one of my favorite shirts, as I've said, is the Britt Baker shirt after the unsanctioned match. But I cannot, in good conscience, walk down a main street in Dublin with a woman with blood on her face on my shirt <laughs> because without yeah. context. It looks fucking dreadful. <laughs> um, uh, Rory said a bit like Dave Chappelle and how he walked down a 50 million contract because of his mental well-being, then later returns to a better company and makes 60 million. Where is Damien Sandow? Yeah, let's get Damien. He's actually an NWA. Um, Aaron Rex, I think his name is. But um, yeah, Dave, that's, another, that's a good comparison. Like, There's a lot of people, believe it or not, in this world. I know the world these days makes us feel like it's all about money and capitalism and like people will do anything just to make a bit of money. But some people actually have... It's great to see that some people have their mental well-being in their, uh, in their uh, like, like they don't like just damage their mental well-being from money. You see people like Simone Boz in the Olympics um, pulling out because of mental health. She did. She she could have gone for gold, but she was stage to herself and was like, "I'm not feeling well, so I'm gonna step out." So it's great to see uh, big personalities stepping mm. away from things because they're not feeling well. Because there's a lot of people who feel like because what we see on TV and what we see in like the world is like. No, no matter what, you should just keep. But it's good to see that people, even when they're offered so much money, to keep their mental health in in mind, and that's what people, um, that's what people should keep in mind. Because Punk could have returned for a lot of money, but he didn't because it wasn't right for him. And then he says, "Can I uh, do the best wrestling shirts are the ones that don't look like wrestling?" I I would agree to a certain extent. Um, Punk then says, "Can I tell you a story?" And sits in the pipe bomb position. And I've never seen someone get such a big pop for sitting down. Just just sitting down in the middle of the ring with his legs crossed. And then he tells a really important story. Um, you see, I felt uh, you see, I felt like before I had to leave, I didn't want to, but I knew I couldn't stay. And that was when I used to work for a place called Ring of Honor. August 13, 2005 was my last match in Ring of Honor. He had an amazing summer of punk in 2005, Karen. I don't know if you've uh, heard about that, but he was amazing mm. in Ring of Honor. Um, I, I, I know why I was crying. And it was a lot of reasons, but it, what it boiled down to was I had made a place where people could come work, get paid, learn their craft, and love professional wrestling. And I cried because I knew I was leaving a place that I love, and it was a home. And I knew where it was going. It wasn't going to be easy for a guy like me because I'm one of you. So I look at it like this. August 13, 2005, I left professional wrestling, and he stands up. August 20th, and I'm back, and I'm back for you. And then he talks about wanting to set a lot of scores in the locker room, talking to young talent. It's just amazing to see someone's love for professional wrestling come back. And the emotion through this promo was insane. Uh, shout out to Eddie um, on Eddie Sideburns on the Discord call that we were on. Uh, he was like in tears because obviously people who watch Punk from his Ring of Honor days. It's just great to see how this man has just affected, so affected so many people. And when he said this, Kieran, 
is that kind of the is that that kind of indirectly just highlights the biggest difference between WWE and the, the wrestling elsewhere? If you, if you low, you, it, this isn't a slight on WWE, but it's just WWE is sports entertainment. There's sports entertainment, and then there's professional. There's wrestling, and where wrestling is kind of prioritized. Whereas in WWE, it's all about this machine, and that kind of highlighted. It. What did you think about that part of the promo? Um. Yeah. No. It. it I don't know. It. It makes sense. I. It's. It's hard to disagree with him, and I, I don't think he even. It's honest. It's more surprising that he didn't take more shots at WWE, though. I'm sure it'll come, and I. I did like that about it. It made it a bit more endearing or whatever. And he's here to wrestle. He doesn't want the backstage politics. And I, that's. I feel like that's probably the maybe the biggest reason he's come to AEW. I don't know. Yeah, and then he obviously called out Darby Allen. And uh, he said, I've seen you wrapped up in a... This is where the crowd got so... They were hot all night. I've seen you wrapped up in a body bag and chucked over the top rope. Sting and Darby Allen are watching from the rafters. I've seen you and you always come back, just like each and every person here in Chicago. You're tough. But I'm here to help and you're first on the list. I'm going to help you because you're a daredevil and you like danger. And Dar well, Darby Allen, there's nothing that you can do that's more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. Except wrestling CM Punk in Chicago. I'll see you and I'll see Sting. Uh, September 5th at all out live on pay-per-view i'm back uh and then oh one more thing seven years an awful long time to wait for somebody i appreciate everybody here who has waited so on your way out of the united center to grab yourself a free ice cream bar on me and he paid hey. for that the company came out uh the company who made them said that he paid for the ice cream bars he wrote the check out of his own pocket that's that's that was the moment and that was insane um, do you and there's it ties into do you think Punk will be the like Mahardy and Jericho there to put over Newton? I think he'll do a mix of both. You can't have Punk in there and not have him in some big matches like uh, Omega and the books, but in, in some some capacity. Um, but I, I cannot wait to see him put over the young talent. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. We don't know what Darby Allen is saying. I want to see him sell the GTS. Punk was talking about in the media scrum, just not wanted to take that finisher. Uh, the coffin drop. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Um, he called the ice cream bars his easiest home run he ever scored. Yeah, yeah. But, Kieran, um, as someone who you told me that you might, like, Punk might get you to, like, tune in on a Wednesday night, what are you looking to see from this CM Punk? And what, like, what do you want to... I know you don't have too much kind of, kind of uh, like, you're not, like, following AW week to week to week. What do you want to see from um, like CM Punk, and what are you expecting from from him? Well, promos have always been his main thing, right? So, and this mm -hmm. is a really solid promo, and I think he mentions up top that like it's fairly non-scripted or whatever, and um, bar the ice cream line at the end, you know, and at the moments with Sting and Darby. Um, so, I'm I'm assuming those are going to be great. I'm more curious slash worried about his in-ring style if he's like kept up. The quality of it over seven years you know because you can never tell um and i think that's going to be really interesting and that will probably make or break his return for me but up until then there's a, a strong chance i'll at least be checking out his segments on dynamite and rampage every week if not watching the whole show you know and i think that says a yeah, lot about how big a deal punk is there's some great stuff going on on dynamite elsewhere as well um i can't wait for him and mjf to get on the mic together um Punk was eating an ice cream bar afterwards and said the internet, uh, after all out, the internet's going to tell me whether I look fat or not. Huh. Um, he was in the, he apparently is in the gym, uh, getting back in ring shape to wear his Speedos again. 
Um, and um, but he did say that he wants to keep it organic. He said wrestling is like riding a bike. He's been in the ring a bit because the heels, which I am very much looking forward to watching. Um, like a good show. By the way, me, like a very good show. Me and Kieran were talking. I really like the aesthetic of it. I really like the look of it. I like the actors in it. I know the guy who fought, who was fighting Stephen Amell, is the guy who was like um, David Spade's scary son in uh, Grown Ups. That's what I remember him vividly from. But he's also in Vikings. I've heard my dad tell me. Um, but yeah, um, I'm very much looking forward to that. But getting sidetracked. Yeah, I'm just really like looking like honestly, anything he does is gonna be eaten up by the crowd. The crowd's gonna be so hot on Wednesday. I think he opens the show on Wednesday. Um, or maybe not. Maybe because like he opened the show on Friday, maybe he might come out and interrupt. So who knows? Honestly, who knows? I wanna see him hit a GTS. I wanna see him bring back the Pepsi Plunge, which is his finisher in Ring of Honor. Um yeah, I just wanna see him make memories and make some absolute magic. There's a, a, anyone he could he he put over so many young talent in the ring. Um and yeah, um who knows what could happen. Um but yeah, that's the punk return. We could talk forever about it. Like um Tony Cam was just grinning from ear to ear during the media call. The media call is on YouTube on AW's YouTube. Um yeah, he just just <laughs> Tony Cam was just like a kid and like a, a child in a candy store. The impossible, that, uh, you know. Of course he is. It's it's the one thing yeah, he was talking, talking about since 2014. Yeah, he's been talking to Punk for about 18 months, but he said he wanted to do it when it was right, when the crowd was back. Um, yeah, there's loads of highlights from that press. I have the transcript up here, but I'm trying to dig through. Is there anything else that I missed out? That uh, uh, Punk said if he was a kid, Darby Allen would be his favorite wrestler because he because uh, uh, like he skateboarding and like uh, he said he don't want to take a dive because it looks like it's painful. Um, He's happy about the happy accents to Brom to AEW. Um, he just uh, he said, you know, when you're talking to someone and you say the same thing at the same time, Punk said nobody is standing on their own dick. Um, his quote. <laughs> um, um, and he uh, Punk was quite funny in the media call. He was uh, he uh, like said he was like uh, he would every time a, uh, like a, a journalist would like call out their like credentials, he'd check on Twitter if he had them blocked or not. Um, huh. He'd be like, uh, <laughs> I mean, people couldn't unmute because the big thing about these media calls in WAW is sometimes people can't get the call unmuted. Um, like, they'd be like, oh, is he, he's not very professional, is he? And Tony's like, no, no, he's professional. Um, yeah, he refused to talk directly about WWE. Uh, WrestleTalk tried to ask a question about um, WWE and Punk refused. He didn't want to go negative. He, he said there's a very positive moment, didn't want to be negative about it. Um, I'm, I'm glad about that. Yeah, I, 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 he has a certain mod, like certain amount of respect for, um, for everyone does. It's just, you know, things things happened, and he he went to court with them. You you would understand why, like if he had a slip the line in, you would understand because he went he went to court with this company over. Oh, over, I, well, I uh, get it. I just think that you know, former no WWE point. wrestler comes to AEW and makes a line about it is a bit much, and I think Punk in particular, he's been gone. For so long now, it would just it would feel a bit old because he's made those yeah. jokes before on Twitter and stuff. And if he wants to move on, then let's let him move on. And this is him. Oh yeah, and we do too. I mean, I'd rather him talk about the talent like he did, about, as opposed 100%. to really, let, let's 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 reel in the new new era of punk. And uh, they call it the new summer of punk. Summer is nearly over. Sorry to be a little bit, but uh, let's call it the autumn of punk. Let's call it the year of punk. Fuck it. Let's give him a year. 
of uh, October. Punktober. <laughs> Punktober, yeah. Punk Punk Vember. Better than no, not yeah, November. Fuck that. I'd, ra- I'd rather watch Ooh. CM Punk than fucking wank once a day. Um, but yeah, and he also, one big line was he said that it was all Renee, uh, Renee Paquette, Renee Young's fault. Um, he, uh, he said it's all Renee Young's fault that got me back. Uh, she gave him the bug. So thank you, Renee. You're absolute legend. Uh, Renee Young Man, is just. Who do we really right? know what they were doing when they fucking let go, Renee? Yeah, Renee Young is fucking insane. Like, I, I, I just think she's absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, and then the biggest thing for me, I've seen all the casuals. You know the way, Kieran, we're talking about will this bring the casuals back? Do you remember I sent mm-hmm. you the tweet of, of the guy? This, this kind of really story out to me. It might not seem like a lot to a lot of people, but this tweet, I'm going to get it up on my camera because I have it screenshot. I think I've showed this to a couple of people. Um, Chris Vernon, he's a, uh, he's a, um, um verified twitter account on uh and uh, i think he has a chris vernon show there so basically he goes so i've never really watched AEW, but for sure flipped on to see on that see that cm punk return and now how have i never heard of luchasaurus how is he not the biggest deal ever ha 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 amazing i've never liked guys having lame old regular names give me luchasaurus that's fucking ex- exactly this is bigger than CM Punk. CM Punk coming back is bigger than CM Punk. It's bringing a new audience in. This guy tuned in and liked Luchasaurus. I'm going to click on Luchasaurus and we'll see all his AEW matches. I'm going to go, ooh, uh, Luchasaurus, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy just got into the final of the tag team tournament. Uh, let's watch that next week and let's see who goes on to face the books at, uh, in a cage match all out. It's so much bigger than just a return, Kieran. And that's like that. That's where the biggest win for AW comes for me. Definitely, you know, it gets people in, it gets people interested, and it's it's hard to there's no there's of anyone AW could potentially have gotten. Punk is the biggest, and he's the one who's going to draw a lot of people in. And it's now just waiting to see what ratings are like. I know YouTube wise, his return got a fuckload of views like straight away. I'll check it out now. Hang on. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's at four point seven last time I checked. Four point seven million and four point six million. It's the CM Punk's uh, arrived in AEW is five point two million right now, and the other Jesus. one his like speech is three point eight million, which is crazy. That's crazy, and I'm sure the rating. Uh, uh, let, let's just put it into perspective. That it's a 10 p.m. on a Friday, so I think they might break a million. But it's a, I think the dynamite ratings will be where the big kind of money's made. Um, but anyway, we could talk for talk about Punk for half an hour. We could talk about him for and we will talk about him even more as we as we go week to week. I think this is gonna give him. This is just lit a fire under everybody. That's really um, weird, isn't it? We're gonna be talking about Punk next week probably, and for the foreseeable future. I'm excited. I just can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait to see Darby Allen selling the GTS. Fuck me, that's going to be insane. Um, it'd be interesting to see what what Punk. Everything is just so interesting. We could talk about it for ages. But we did have another f- a couple of shows on uh, the weekend, and I'm going to let Kieran take over to talk about SummerSlam live from the Allegiant Center. We had SummerSlam on Saturday night. They really AEW really just went. There you go, lads. <laughs> Follow that. Um and I didn't watch this in full. I've watched matches, I've watched bits, I've watched highlights. Um, I was just very tired after the punk thing, and then I uh, had work on Sunday, so I haven't been able to kind of fully catch up. So I'm gonna let Kieran take over and give his thoughts, 
feelings and emotions. So take it away, Kieran, and I'll, uh, you can bring me in for bits, but uh, I'll let you take away. Yeah, I, I was fucking really excited for the show. I was kind of, yeah, I was, I was really, really fucking buzzed for this. And I, I stayed up, watched the whole thing live as it happened. Because, you know, unlike Rean, I, I actually do a bit of work for this show. Um, you know, I, I try and make the podcast good. Um, I'm joking, Rean. He's frozen and he has like a concerned look in his face. So I hope he's okay. Um, there was a kickoff show. Am I good? Baron, what? Yeah, you're good now. Baron Corbin I... versus Biggie. Okay. Yeah, and fucking Baron had stolen the money in the bank contract or whatever off him, and Biggie won. It was fine. I think this this show on the whole was pretty good. There was a couple of great moments, a couple of weird moments. What did you think, Rean? On the whole. Uh, first of all, just as you mentioned, it Corbin is one of the most over characters in WWE right now, and Biggie is fantastic. Why was this on the pre-show? Um, considering even Marie was on the main show, um, that's the first thing I have. Um, there was good matches and bits, but like as like you said, it's all the time. Doubly, there's some really good matches there, but some just some strange creative, just some really strange creative that makes you scratch your head and go, "If you just did this a little bit like that, we'd be talking about it in a different context." It's it's maybe it's not very very rare but it's it's not un- unusual at all for a really solid match or a good show to be ruined by one or two creative decisions at the end of a match with WWE and it happens so often and it's always with big matches it's very weird um anyway yeah. on the main show RK Bro new tag champions they defeated AJ and Omos in a decent match i really really like the the team of RK Bro i think it's really good they, they yeah. had a nice post match promo yeah, and obviously it's going to lead to a good feud. I'd say they keep this going until Mania next year if they want to drag what? it out that far. No, oh, it's okay, not, or even... I thought you meant AJ Nomos versus RK Bro, and I was like, what? No, until no, Mania. <laughs> no, Randy. No, Randy. I mean, let's, let's not put it past WWE. Um, but yeah, um, Randy and Riddle. Um, but uh, I think AJ needs to go back on the singles run. He was actually at Talking Shot Mania on, on one of the nights with uh, Gallows and Anderson, which was interesting. He showed up um to like a live show um in vegas um but uh yeah i don't know um yeah it was uh if i speak on matt riddle i'm in trouble yeah obviously there's a big cloud hanging over matt riddle but uh we talk about it in we we talk about that and we talk about that enough that's out there but uh yeah randy seems to be enjoying it um aj is fantastic i was looking i I was really looking forward to some sort of double rko on almost um but um yeah really solid match um yeah there was, it was a good start to the show uh kind of lulled in the middle as as is the case with long WWE shows I mean, they were on Saturday night straight Saturday. away the next match was even Marie versus Alexa Bliss and oh, I, I like what Alexa's oh, doing oh, I don't mind jeez drink your fucking water ring um before you speak like but like Fuck um I don't know. I don't mind Eve Marie, and I do like Alexa, and I don't mind her new gimmick. But this was really bad, really slow, really boring, not much to it, and quite short. And I don't like the whole thing with Dewdrop or Dewdre. What what do they call her? Dewdre, Dewdre. I love that. No, Dewdrop. Um, yeah. What the fuck is uh, that? I'm, I must be so out of the loop because I thought she was still Piper Nevin. Yeah, no, Dewdrop because. I even recalled her dewdrop, but I think now that she's like left the building with her robe, I think we're eventually gonna get Piper Niven kind of transitioning as as uh, uh, like transitioning into like her her actual character and having a few to even Marie. But man, even Marie can't wrestle. No, she can't, and it's been so long. 
they keep bringing her back. She's a solid heel. Yeah. I don't mind the gimmick of her not being able to do th- do stuff or whatever. But when it when it comes to the end of a feud and she has to have a match and she tries to wrestle, it's not just a squash. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And um, it just falls. Yeah, no, but, yeah, Viper is a, like if you use Viper, uh, Piper, she used to be called Viper. If you use Piper Niven like correctly, um, like she uh, she's a really, really good, like solid wrestler. But uh, yeah, putting her with putting her with uh because your first impression is important and no matter how good she was once piper naven will have that cloud over as being you were dewdrop once in we and that was the first impression that a lot of people got as much as like the transition on like the heat face turn is going to be the first impression is always hard to shake yeah it's it's going to be a rough one i i, I have the impression she's just gonna just fall apart not fall apart but like fall away from the the spotlight and they're just going to use her less now once this feud ends oh yeah it's same with most people in that kind of unfortunately well, honestly, gonna maybe it'll to... fucking stretch to wrestlemania who fucking knows unless you're a couple of names in a um in uh in w women's division um as we'll talk about in a bit um it's very hard to get um a solid push um because everyone is working together to get that record rain aren't they kieran yes Everyone, everyone, all the fans, everyone backstage, we all want it. We all want her to hit 16 or 17, whichever it is. We'll get to that soon. First, we got to talk about Damian Priest versus Sheamus, which I thought was an okay match. It was okay, but I just, I, I, as, as far as WWE just goes, I can't really get invested in any story uh, unless it, unless it's, um, unless it really, really, they really, really put some time behind it, but it just, it just seems like a kind of a revolving door of opponents for champions in every single division. Yeah, um, it's felt like that for a long time. Yeah, and it's kind of it's it's tough. Like this, right? Like, did you see that thing that came up a couple of weeks ago on the SmackDown side where it was like, if they did AEW rankings, what it would look mm. like, and like Carmella who was challenging Sasha Banks was like two wins and ten losses, and mm. it's like, it's like how, how am I meant to invest in someone who I could see that lost? Um, a couple of times. It's 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 just it's a really like as much as you're like trying to be positive. It's like like I, I like you can enjoy the wrestling for what it is, but if you're not invested in a story, you're always going to be on your phone while you're watching the match. Yeah. Sorry, um. But, uh, no, I I agree. It was an okay match. I'm not invested in really either component either opponent. So I don't know. Just didn't really work. Um. Next we had Rey Mysterio and Dominic, like the Mysterios. Versus the Usos, I, I don't know. I I'm convinced like we're moving. Go on. Yeah, I'm convinced we're moving towards that Dominic turn that I've been talking about with Ray taking that pin. Um, yeah. there, there's got to be. It feels it like seems they've like, been talking about that for years at this stage. But it, just, it just seems like that's gonna like start. Like when now we're gonna get a custody of another child match. Um, it looks <laughs> based on what happened later in the show. Um, but yeah, now, now as far as this goes, again, it's a revolving door of opponents. We always have this every summer in the tag division. We always have the Usos versus the same tag team for about ten months. Yeah, and that's um, annoying. Yeah, it was a solid match. I just, I don't, I don't really like the Mysterios as a team. I don't really see it. I think Ray is past his prime, and Dominic isn't great yet. He needs to be yeah. put on his own. They gotta get him away from Ray. Because he's just Rey Mysterio's kid. He has no personality. Yeah. 
Oh man, the energy from the first half an hour and the last nine months we spoke on the, the main roster—it's—it's—it's—it's it, it, it's, it's jarring. It's scary. <laughs> it's sad, yeah. um, We're going to bring it, it up it, now, Reen, because we had one of the best moments of the whole show. Yeah, Becky Lynch returned. She's oh. back, man. <laughs> She's back. So okay, this was really, really weird, and I—they—they they haven't given a kayfabe explanation for it yet. But Bianca is about to fight Sasha, and the referee is just like, "Yeah, now nah, Sasha's not here." She couldn't make she it. Was, she was, we- yeah, she was. She, 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 apparently, they knew that she wasn't gonna be there for eight days, and it's not um, injury. So either it's COVID or Sasha threw another tantrum. See, you know, who knows? What does she? Is that something she's prone to do? Well, I remember at Mania a couple of years ago, her and Bailey, she was kind of. She, yeah, but she then wasn't it reported she, that was like totally false, though. No, but like. If it's not, if it's scary when they say it's not injury. So unless it's COVID, then there could have been some backstage. See, I kind of thought that this was just their plan from the get go to just have Sasha be like, like write Sasha out and then have Becky win. I didn't pick up on like an, a real world injury or anything. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, there was a lot of there was a lot of this going around. Becky did a Hogan at Mania Nine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Carmella comes out. She's gonna fight Bianca for the championship, and then Becky just comes out and is like, "Nah, how about we do it, man." How about we just have a fight instead of you and Carmella? And they do that instead. Now, and it was a really short match, a really dodge finisher. It looked like a rock bottom type thing. I don't know what it was, but it was called a manhandle slam. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's then it ended. It, yeah. Then Be- Becky just won in what a minute, two, two minutes maybe. Yeah. If you ca- it, now listen, if you compare <laughs> the reaction when Becky came out, which was pretty big, and you know, it, it was a huge, a huge pop. To the reaction when she pinned her, the crowd went dead because the crowd was excited. And you give them a 10, 15 minute match and you give Bianca a bit of offense, fair enough. But Punk comes out and puts over Britt Baker in her first line. In 10 seconds, Becky pins the person who won at Mania in the main event and was getting over. It's mm. a scary difference when you, you could have used Becky to, even if she won the belt. You could have still elevated Sasha. You could have still elevated Bianca and made her look good. And you could have given my, Bianca. We talked about like this Kofi before did. in our own reign, but right. my argument for this is that they want just in a real world thing, they want the crowd and they want the audience to have that quick, oh shit, Becky's back pop. Oh shit, Becky's fighting for the championship pop. Oh shit, Becky won pop. And it just it happens so fast and so quickly. And I think it works from that aspect because the crowd clearly, clearly fucking loved it. But it's something where if you think about it for long enough, it falls backwards. And yeah, just like Scott threw in there, um, apparently Becky is about to turn heel as well. So I don't really mind. As long as they I, don't just bury Bianca, I think it's fine. Oh, I they don't already, think they will. I don't think they will. Just, think they w, seem to yeah. have liked her. I just, I just don't trust W to tell a story that fucking justifies this. In a, in a, like they, they've used up all their let it play out cards, as I saw on uh, as I saw someone say like if they had a track record of doing a good like a good story like if they if they did like what the Goldberg Lesnar thing did back in the day like but I just don't trust them to do it these days because there's just no like not nowhere there's no, there's nothing I can look at and say that might be where they're going um yeah I don't think Becky was ready and I think they needed to bring her back in I don't think Be- I don't think we're gonna no, see Becky rest I, I think it was gonna happen they they've been talking about this for a while Becky was rumored for a month or two I, I think it's know. it maybe maybe she was supposed to come out after the match or something and she wasn't supposed to win but I, I do think she was going to 
come out at this stage. Man, it would it, it, listen. I wouldn't have been, had a problem with it if it was like a 10 15 minute match. Fair, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I just don't think after Bianca Belair doing all that work and not getting over despite having terrible feuds, she was given the drizzling shit feuds like just, just meaningless feuds, and she was still getting over with the crowd. Um, and now they, yeah, it feels like what they did to Kofi, yeah, it kind of does, and that kind of really. As much as I like, and if they're gonna try and force me to turn Becky Hill, then they can get fucked because um, it just doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, um, listen, it was a great moment at the start, but then it just kind of, for me, it shit the bed at the end of it. Mm. Unfortunately, but listen, I'd love to be proven wrong, as I always say when I criticize things. I'd love to be proven wrong. I just don't think I will. <laughs> Unfortunately. Look, I, I don't really have faith that you'll be proven wrong either, but I, I'm a sucker. I'm an idiot, so who knows? You're a wrestling <laughs> um, fan. Next... You're a wrestling fan. You're a wrestling yeah. fan that wants to be happy. Let's just put that. Exactly. Next, we had Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre. A very short match, very dull yeah. match. I was kind of hoping they'd lean a bit more onto the history here, like their yeah, story. They didn't, really. Um, oh, I think they should have done a Punjabi prison match. Just saying. I think you're an insane person. Um... <laughs> <laughs> would have been, it, it, would, it, it would have been funny bad this was just sad bad yeah, I don't know I kind of wanted a Heat Slater cameo you know throw him in there give me a bit he's of that an impact. he's an impact he has oh, a as if impact are going to say no to some free fucking advertising come on yeah no I, I kind of uh, we could have had some Hornswoggle maybe um, okay you know what I'll take you know it's good the way it was <laughs> uh, but no uh, he's making a decent amount of money on the indies fair play um but yeah, um, yeah, it was weird. All about Angela the sword. Mm. Um, that's a that's an actual sword. That's not what Drew McIntyre calls his penis. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, um, I will never. I, in about a week's time, I will not remember what happened. No, probably yeah. now. I don't even remember what happened. Um, what are you watching? Oh, can you hear that? Oops. That's yeah. that's uh, Nikki Bella's criticizing SummerSlam. She's oh, like, yeah, you know, that, oh my, yeah, oh yeah. She was angry moment about the Becky. wasn't was it was when she lost, and I think she's talking about the Becky Lynch moment. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she she wasn't happy. She had a few glasses of wine, and she fucking spoke the truth. Um, Fair enough. Sorry for uh, sorry if that's just like yelling in people's ears. I, I thought only I could see it. That's funny. No, it wasn't. It was very quiet, but it kind of sums up how everyone thought about Jinder and Jinder and Drew. Um. But yeah, anyway, what happened next, Ken? What happened next? Um, next up, we had Triple Chat for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley versus the underdog, Charlotte Flair. I really liked this match. I thought it was really good. It, I, I was looking forward to it. It really surprised me. Terrible ending. Terrible finish. Wrong decision. Hate that. I hate Charlotte's fucking shtick of losing a title and winning it back a month later. I hate that like if you were to look back at the raw women's championship its entire lineage every second champion is charlotte it's so frustrating i yeah, really like... I, I charlotte is in my opinion probably the greatest women's wrestler of all time and i hate that i'm not enjoying seeing her win championships because it happens so often and they want to get her to 16 and we get it i know what you're trying to do but it's not no one wants it no one wants to see this all the time it's like when Booker T is when you talk about Booker T being the five-time champion, he won all five of them in a month. Mm. Um, and that's why this is sad. 
Um, yeah, listen. How am I? How are you meant to get? You're literally shitting on a title just to put a number beside someone's name. Um, this title means the title means absolutely nothing when you're having a change to often that when it's just being flip flopped around and it's not like like the like the AW. There's been three AW champions. And Charlotte Flair has had three title reigns in the last like two months. It's mad. Mm. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's so silly. I don't get it. I'd love to get. I'd love to. Honestly, I keep saying this every time I talk about it. I'd love to be happy about it. But how am I meant to be happy when Charlotte Flair is literally just being fucking like? I, I say they're gonna get to like fifteen or sixteen, and then like just like uh, like wait a year and build up this story and meant try and get us invested. Listen, our truth is a forty-two time champion, so you can get fucked, Charlotte. <laughs> no, let's get her to 43. Let's never beat our throat. Fuck it. No, let's um, not keep winning that 24-7 title. Fuck it. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 it was a solid match. But uh, listen, uh, people are only going to... Rem- if, if the dessert's bad, no one's going to remember the main course. That's the expression as true. it goes, unfortunately. We then we, the show picked up a bit now because we had Edge versus Seth Rollins, which I thought was a very good match. I liked um, Edge's entrance. Um, yeah, I'm not he's, the biggest he's fan. doing the brood thing or whatever. I'm not the biggest fan of current day Seth, but he can still go in the ring a little bit. Yes, I thought Edge was a bit weaker in ring here than in other ones, but Rollins was able to drag him up just a little bit, not massively, but just a little bit. Yeah, to a really, really solid match and one that I think it, delivered enough. To be yeah, the callback, the brood stuff, the bloodbath on on Friday, which we didn't talk about, which was black tar. Um, he looked like you know, and I I think I tweeted about this, Kieran. That you 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 know Dublin City. You know when you walk down a concert and you see them like human statues. Yeah, look like one of them. He looked like one of them in the ring. Um, you know, usually when tar. WWE do like a slime thing or whatever, it always looks terrible because they don't use enough. I think this is like the first time they've ever used a lot of it. So it actually looked kind of good, and it was an enjoyable segment, unlike every other time they've ever done it. Yeah, um, it was actually all right. But um, yeah, this is decent edge. Uh, the kind of callback to um, Beth Phoenix stuff was cool, um, interesting. Um, I think Edge Edge is one of them who, uh, ha, like, he 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 doesn't just what he's not like a WWE kind of. He hasn't got his play. He he definitely watches outside WWE and knows. How to destroy how, how like to tell a story or structure a match. You could see with the promos that he was cutting that he wasn't doing bullet points. It was a little bit more loose as he as he should have a little bit more loose creative. And that's why I think I enjoyed this more because I think Edge gets what wrestling is in a modern day, even though he's an old I think he he has his head sw- clued on and knows how to tell a modern day story. Um and that's why I think I like this a little bit more than the rest. Yeah. No, it's fair. Yeah. But, uh, really solid match. Um then we immediately plummet back down to earth with Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg, which was dreadful. I I don't Look. know what they were doing here. They tried to tell some semblance of a narrative in this with Bobby Lashley, not but with Goldberg having his knee being repeatedly taken out, but it was just bad. Goldberg gonna... cannot sell anything except finishers. Go on. Yeah, I'm gonna do. A, I I think it would have been better if Goldberg won. Because yeah, there's no, an alternate universe no, right now where you're no, yelling that Goldberg won. No, no, listen, because Biggie would have come out, cashed in the money in the bank, and fucking taken the belt off him. His too much deal burned into fucking non-existence, and he can go <laughs> away, and Biggie can be the champion. 
All right. Hey, yeah, got okay, I, I do that. Yeah. Got oh, two a year, I think that was the thing. And they're going back to Saudi Arabia later this year. That's not a new story. They are. That's well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but fucking uh, just really bad, really bad. And then afterwards, fucking Bobby Lash. Not sorry, I keep saying Bobby Lashley when I mean Goldberg. Goldberg's son attacked Bobby Lashley from behind, and Bobby throws him over his shoulder or whatever. And then Goldberg, yeah, like, I'm gonna kill you. It was terrible. Yeah, because so guess um, rematch. yeah, because um. MVP was like, he didn't know it was Gage. He didn't know it was Gage. So Bobby Lashley beat up a 15-year-old. Um, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, yeah. Kids get, kids, kids, kids deserve it. Fucking pricks. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Um, fair play to him for looking like that. He looks like he's 18 or 15. Um, but, yeah, he is Goldbrick's son. But, uh, yeah. Um, just the drizzling shits. Um, I like I I know in Vince's head he was like, "Well, do a ref stop it to make Bobby look legit?" Huh. But like uh, it was terrible. Yeah, it's bad, bad match, bad match. You know, it's bad. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pre- it, it makes Goldberg look weaker if he loses via ref stoppage than he does from just getting pinned. Yeah, um, I, love, I love that. That booby got a cheer after. Her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's just shows how much Goldberg is just go away heat. He was uh, not welcomed in at all. There was fucking silence when he came out, Goldberg. Like, yeah, um, the glam that. slam. Every wrestling couple are now going to do their partners' moves. Yeah, um, but it was just, yeah, it was just. I just can't get invested in any Goldberg feud because he's just going to get put in title feuds and title feuds and title feuds and title feuds. And they're going to be five minute matches and it's going to be up and down. There's going to be a couple of botches. Blah 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 blah. That's same old, same old. Yeah. Um, but then we did have a really good match. I thought it was the best match of the night. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. I really enjoyed this. I thought this was fucking great. Um, yeah, what do you, you think about Cena in the ring? He was he was solid. He was a bit more stiff than usual. He's a bit more. He's been away for a while. He, I, even like when he fought Bray Wyatt a couple of years last year, I think it was. He wasn't even in the ring, so he's had like extra long time, you know. To but but he's he's good. He's still very solid. He's still great. And Roman's obviously fucking fantastic. Yeah, uh, kicking out of the suit, kicking out of the AA from breath rope. Yeah, um, it, it felt like breath rope. Very good. It felt like a big match. It really did, and I, I really love that about it. Yeah, that, that's what the second rope was called, Karen. Breath rope. Breath rope. No, yeah. no, that, that, that's not a me. That's not a me thing. Um, I wish. It was, no, that's the. But, uh, what, what do the guys call it? The OSW guys. They always OSW. Yeah. Rope. Yeah. yeah. Good man, I thought you were. I thought you were like, "Ooh, that's original." And I was like, "I needed to fucking tell you straight away. I'm not the one who made that." Up. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, listen, we kind of looks like we know what Brock's next feud is. Um, Cena said uh, afterwards, it looks like he's done for this WWE return, apart from the MSG show. Which, I mean, if he fights the guy who came back at the end at that show, then I wouldn't be too plus before he fights Roman. Um, but yeah, Cena's run is gone. But he said he'd be back for another one. I wonder who he'd fight now when he comes back. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd like to see him like put over in a, a younger talent. But that's WWE; they won't. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Kieran, uh, think, let's keep going. You think Lesnar's gonna win? Uh, yeah, Lesnar's back. <laughs> um, I don't know why I was like that. It's been like four days. Um, 
do I think Lesnar's going to win? No, I think they're built. I think this is kind of like the final thing before The Rock. I think we're going to get Roman versus Brock at the um, Survivor Series, which is happening in... Uh, no, oh. no way. No way are they bringing The Rock back for fucking Survivor no, Series. No, he's going to he's gonna return there and oh, face, okay. go face to face, and then he's going to win either win the Rumble, Rumble. or he's going to... Um, I don't know. I feel like all the rock speculation is purely just based upon the fact that they're related, and it's not like anyone reliable is really saying it. You know? Oh no, there there, there has been reports that like. I don't know. Listen, but there's reports I don't know every how... year that they want the rock to come back. What? There's reports every year that they want the rock to come back. It doesn't mean. Yeah, it but there's happen. reports every year they want CM Punk to come back, and he came back. So fuck. Yeah, but he didn't. He never came back to fucking WWE. Didn't Rock say he would love to face Roman? Yeah, of course he did. Um, yeah, but he's not going to be like, actually, no, I'm kind of sick of wrestling, is he? You know? I'm sure he would Roman like to face a... Roman. I just think that he's one of the biggest stars in the world right now. I don't yeah, know if he'd but... have, even have the time to do it that much. That being either said, that I, just, or... I said the exact same thing about Cena, and he came back, so. Yeah, either that or Big E cashes in ahead of time, and Big E gets that big rub, but I just can't imagine WWE telling that story very well. Um... Hmm. Uh, after Goldberg nearly take your, nearly killed Tiger, you should never wrestle again. Yep, facts. Um, but yeah, let's just talk about the man at the end. He came out looking like your your big fucking butcher boy with his ponytail that Sable probably tied up very nicely for him. Um, and it's Brock Lesnar. He came out to a massive cheer, uh, um, and just went face to face. Paul Heyman sold it very well. Um. What did you what did you think here? You're a big Brock Lesnar mark, so I am. I'm a massive Lesnar mark. I love that he's back. Um I wouldn't be interested in this match if not for the massive like heel face dynamic shift, which I think is really cool and really different. I I, I feel like you can go through every single opponent Roman's ever fought and just now that he's a heel, it's so much more interesting. Um and then I think the Paul Heyman aspect is really fucking great. I don't know if it's going to happen at Survivor Series or Crown Jewel, whichever, but it's not going to happen at Extreme Rules. I can fucking guarantee that. Um, maybe it will, actually. I don't I don't know. I don't care. Um, I'm so glad he's back. Looks fucking awesome as well. He looks like he's been out in the woods for years. So, I love his beard. love his hair. He, he, he has. Had, like, he lives the out the fucking classic he, he Dean Ambrose out. shirt and jeans combo. So, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's been living out in the woods, you know. He only has a telephone at the end of his garden. It suited him down to the ground. Um, probably back on the roids. Um, after f- finally like deciding that his UFC run is probably another UFC run is probably not going to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I honestly, I'll watch the segments, but I'm not like completely invested in it because there's no like kind of clear story right now, and we don't know when it's going to happen or what's what like how often Brock's going to be around. Uh, I'd be interested to see what the dynamic between Brock and um, Heyman is. Um, if they got the finger, I'd love Roman to face John Moxley. <laughs> yeah, this John Moxley would be really cool to face Roman if they. Well, that's never going to happen, but we can fancy book it, and uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But um, but yeah, like, is there anywhere you see this going? Is there any? Do you have any wants or need? Like, is there any like kind of fancy booking kind of thoughts, caring about where this is going to go? For Roman and Brock? Uh, yeah. Not really. I don't know. Get, just get a couple of good weeks of promos. Let's do that. Yeah. Have, a, have another tug of war segment. Do that. Um, <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be a nice throwback. 
I don't no, know. Wrestling. That's not really anywhere. It, it's a feud that's been done a lot, and I, I don't think Lesnar feuds have ever relied on amazing stories or great set pieces. It's always just like, how do you beat Lesnar? And I do like this subversion of it being, how do you beat Roman? You know, and I think that I think it'd be interesting if they played it more of a how do you beat Roman than how do you beat Lesnar type thing. And then I think he should yeah. fight Drew McIntyre because I thought of that match because I was like, wow, Drew has nothing to do. He's fighting Jinder Mahal. Roman versus Drew would be a big fucking match. Do that, please. Yeah, the draft's coming up, so you might be able to yeah. transition him over. Um, I would have thought one of Brock or Becky. I think Becky should have gone to Raw, considering the Raw that that considering Raw is under more threat of uh of being beaten by AW, um, with their latest ratings. Um, they were only five hundred k apart uh, last week. Um, Dynamite and Raw. Uh, so with Daniel Bryan coming in, and Punk coming in, I thought Becky would have been a uh, Becky would have been um the a, a pretty good choice for Raw. But you know, um, she wanted to ruin uh, so but Bianca Belair's life, um, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. That that's the end of summer, and then obviously Cena came. Uh, Lesnar came out and sent Cena to Suplex City afterwards. Um, in the dark, in the dark segment after a SummerSlam, send the crowd crowd home happy. Um, and that was SummerSlam, Ken. That was um, SummerSlam, the biggest party yeah, of the summer. Take, yeah, and then last night Takeover happened. I have not watched it in full. I've watched certain matches. Um, I heard it was a very good show all, all overall, but there was a big cloud of NXT ending or be, the end of an era for NXT. Obviously, Nick Khan came out and few Ariel Hawani and saying there's a big rebrand going on NXT. They're moving out to a different place. Their tape schedule is uh, happening right now, which angered people at um, the USA Network. Um, if you're going to watch one match, um, Walter Vrazilia Dragunov was unbelievable, as you'd expect. Un fucking believable. The chops are scary. The kicks, the legitimate punches to the head, they were just everything was just fantastic. Kicks, Walter's fantastic, and Ilya Dragunov is now your new NXT UK champion. Um, absolutely fantastic. Samoa Joe was the new NXT champion, uh, beating Karrion Cross, who then got booed out of the building. Um, and uh, Kaylee Ray. Yeah, the UK championship has only changed out in America. That's a problem in itself. Um, Kaylee Ray uh, made her debut on NXT proper, Kieran. She uh, came out and confronted Raquel Gonzalez after she defeated Dakota Kai. Um, and what else happened? The tag team titles weren't even on the show. Um, North American title wasn't on the show. Um, which is strange. Very strange. Uh, but yeah, Kieran, what do you think about this kind of supposed end of an era for NXT and what will be the lasting lasting legacy of it? Has it been tarnished a bit and is it kind of sad to see sad to see and kind of it's scared everyone's scared of the unknown and I'm kind of interested to see what's going on. Um I think if you do look back, the I guess the moment people pinpoint as like the end of it or the beginning of the end it might be like the 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 ending of the undisputed era. You know, maybe it should have ended then. But I'm I'm all right. If they, if they do a hard reset for NXT, go for it. I think it probably needs that. I think um, the end. We're always looking at you. Yeah, window. there's an absolute cracking football game going on. My brother's playing, and oh, and it's nice to see people out. 
actually playing football in the sun. You know, I used to play it. You know, it's just nostalgia, Kieran. Sorry. I, we're talking about nostalgia, and there's nostalgia on my one. So, but anyway, um, I think the end of it was that Gargano Champa one final beat kind of match in the warehouse. Um, that was just depressing. Um, and um, Karrion losing to Jeff is another point. Um, there's some so many good moments from the early stage of NXT, like just the Sami Zayn. Just go back and watch Sami Zayn versus Neville from that takeover. Um, it's just an absolute masterpiece. The Kevin Owens stuff, Undisputed Era were fantastic. They had their Undisputed finale last night, which is supposedly Adam Cole's last match in NXT, and reportedly he won't be signing on. Um, his contract has ended. Let's see where he goes now. There's been a lot of teases. Obviously, the books. Check the Young Books bio. Um, so probably NWA, right? NWA, yeah. He's gone. He's, he's yeah. gone to. He's gone to. He's gone to uh, New Japan. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's just strange. It's it's like I think like the year of NXT that I loved the most because I was a fan was when they had those hot tag openers at NXT takeovers. Um and they'd always have a fantastic mid card title match, a really good women's match, and just an amazing main event. Um they had their ups and downs, obviously. I don't think the Drew McIntyre era and it wasn't his fault, or the Bobby Roode era were very good. Uh we didn't even get Drew McIntyre era, sorry, but like the kind of Bobby Roode era. Um which was ended with the Undisputed Era making their debut. But it's just strange to be talking about NXT. It's strange the past couple of like weeks or months to be talking about NXT in a negative connotation when we used to be so positive about it. Hmm. It's just weird. Um, Barry and Karrion Cross was just scared, just very strange. Like, that he was got such food a out. stupid decision. I don't know why they did that. They had na 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 hey goodbye chance last night. They had like just... Um, they had Jeff Hardy chance. To be fair, the crowd did not fucking help. The crowd were fucking disgraceful last night, trying to fucking get themselves over. I saw a lot of stuff about that. Like the crowd were just not helping whatsoever. They damaged a mm. very what was a very good night of wrestling was ruined by the crowd. And I heard a lot of the lads from the Allegiance so. talking about that. Uh, they were just like booing, carrying cross, and um, like not even like in character. They were just like kind of just take like trying to get themselves over by just making stupid chance of carrying cross. Um, and just kind of just yeah they, they were great for the Walter Ilya Dragunov match but that match at the end was just it was just kind of sad hmm. um, it, yeah it was it was just uh, you'd, Samoa Joe winning the NXT title should have been a lot bigger than it felt um, yeah, yeah. But, but his his music was playing out to chant of Jeff Hardy and that's really annoying but anyway we started this podcast off so positive, and it's very hard to end the negative like this. But um, let's see if we can bring it back up. <laughs> Is there anything? Uh, Nick Khan's. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Nick Khan's. Nick, <laughs> Nick Khan's interview. Um, yeah, he had an interview with Ariel Hawani, Kieran, where he was talking about how the changes are going to happen. Um, it's on YouTube if you want to, if you guys want to check it out. Um, there was a very interesting one where he, he was like, uh, he goes, uh, which show do you? He goes, which show do you prefer? And he said, uh, "Thanks, Scott. Honestly, man. Uh, yeah, Punk is back, and it's amazing. I'm done with it. NXT is dead, and I'm so sad." That's a very good summary. Hmm. Um, so that that sums up the episode pretty well as we approach the ending now. Yeah. Um, uh, but basically, Kieran, Hawani uh, uh, asked Nick Khan which show he prefers, and he said both shows are great. Just fucking lie. <laughs> um, 
and uh, he he was asked about would Raw benefit from being two hours, and he was like, if it was up to me, Raw would be four. Um, because we make more money, and that's scary quote to read. Um, and SmackDown would be eight hours, but uh, we can only do so much. Uh, we can only do so much creative, and uh, it, it just went on and on about like it just kind of all brought back to money. Uh, he was saying there's some exciting things coming up, um, which he would. Um, he was talking about how he got into the job where he went to uh, Triple H's birthday. Uh, he was he was doing like the agenting work for WWE, but then he was invited to Triple H's birthday, um, which is like his only his close friends. Then it kind of st- tumbled from there, and he was made the president. And then he talks about the releases where he was asked about the releases, and he says if they want to leave and they're happy, which is just a strange quote because you fired them during a pandemic, and said like it's we're changing the model we're like looking at them a different like way of and he was like we're thinking thinking of it like the college basketball like the college american football system he was anchoring which is just strange because what wwe have been doing is if you're talking about in in a football context like it's like bringing a basketball player into football and trying to make them into a football player because they're bringing in just like people who aren't wrestling wrestlers because they're big and like they've hired 12 new people from the las vegas tryouts um apparently as well um it's just so strange like all the it's it all just harps back to kind of they are he asked about a sale and he was like i'm not going to talk about that which is he has every right to but man what are your thoughts in general over like the nick can like is in like the releases the kind of reports of a sale the end of the, the rebranding of nxt just so strange it's it feels like it's building to something and I don't know. I don't. Maybe. I mean, look. Maybe The Rock comes back. Everything looks super profitable. WrestleMania breaks records or some shit, and they'll sell. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the end game for all of this. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I. I. I have. I honestly don't know. But um, we talked for an hour and ten minutes. It was very positive, and then we obviously have to talk about some of the truths. But um, I think that was a very, very enjoyable episode. One of the most enjoyable <laughs> ones we've done. In a long we lied time. to ourselves a long for time. half an hour. Yeah, no, man, I'm just excited. Yeah, thanks for, there, thanks for coming on. It's two on days till. Yeah, it's two. It's it's two days until Dynamite, and I cannot wait for that show. Um, so I think we're in the end game, <laughs> Scott. Yeah, come on, end game now. Um, but yeah, Kieran, let let's end on a pod. Have you got any recommendations? Positive, hopefully. Speaking of Endgame, what if the animated Marvel anthology series is out? First episode wasn't for me. Second episode, really, really liked it. Thought it was great. So everyone give that a go. Skip the first one, I'd say. Go to the second. So it's weirder, it, it's what, more characters. Huh? Is, is what if, like, like kind of like an alternate universe of, like, if things were went differently? Yes. Or is it... The first one is what if Captain America's girlfriend got the super soldier serum and became Captain America? And then the second one of what if Black Panther was picked up by the people who brought Star Lord into space? What would happen? Ah, and nice. it's, it's really interesting. It's surprisingly interesting. And it's Chadwick Boseman. It's one of his final performances. I think he has a couple more voice acting credits on the season, but this one is all about him. And it's his final one that's going to be all about him. And that's, well, oh, you know. Ah, oh, nice. Scott said he loves Bud episode. I think the first was there to help pe- ease people into the concept. That's a voice yeah, back for me. Yeah, sense. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, I my recommendation, as I've mentioned earlier, honestly, I when I watch the trailer, I, it's rarely rarely I watch the trailer and be like, yeah, I'm interested in that. But uh, 
definitely the heel show that has CM Punk and Mick Foley in it as a uh, as a podcast host. Funnily enough, um, it's uh, Stephen Amell, uh, basically a wrestling uh, a wrestling uh, series. Uh, it's basically a series surrounding a wrestler. And if you look at the trailer, it's just I don't know about you, Karen. You probably I I, I don't know how to use. The, I, I'm not a very big movie or uh, like kind of show guy so but like, i really just like the aesthetic and how where it's set the kind of story about how Stephen amell's kind of he's just desperate to write a good story in wrestling it kind of summarizes how people like it's kind of it's a good like kind of portrayal of like a wrestling promoter who's kind of just wants to tell a good story and uh his like main heel it's is not kind about of big like, companies it's about a small family business like you know yeah, and it's it's just really some of the story. Cool. Like it, it, it just all looks really cool. Um, I'm, CM Punk looks hilarious in it. Uh, his character looks quite funny in it, and uh, and uh, I think it's on stars. I'll try and get it, but like it looks, it just looks really, really, really interesting. So yeah, go check that out. Heels spelled H E E L S because it's not. I think it might be Z or it's either Z or S, but it's it's Z, but it's not to be confused with the AEW heels, which is Brandy Rhodes thing. But uh, yeah, um, not to be yeah, confused with Heelys, the shoe, the popular oh, shoe yeah, that I love to wear. Legend, you still wear Heelys, do you? Yep, every day. Flat on your arse on a pair of Heelys. Uh, but yeah, um, that, I think that's us for the week. CM Punk is back, baby. Uh, Kieran, I think it's time to take it home. Yes, well, I've been your host, Kieran Brennan. With me is always my co-host, the man at the genetics. Forgot Rain. And as we say at the end of every episode of the Hollerton by Gast, it's clobbering time. It is. Love, uh, love and peace to everybody. I'm straight edge. Fuck, no, I'm not. <laughs>